Amen. Amen. Bless the wonderful name of Jesus. Welcome back, everyone, to our Thursday evening Bible study. It is so good to be alive and well in him. For truly in him, we live and move and have our being. And, you know, saints, regardless of how much uh, the world changes, regardless how much attitudes change, regardless of how much the seasons change, his word is settled in heaven. And it changes not. Amen. Before we get uh, started, let me ask this question. Has anybody ever got on your last nerve? And they kept on until you said, I can't stand them. I wish they would go somewhere. And sometimes they find a nerve you didn't know you had. And they just won't quit. Or let it go. I want to talk about two words this evening. Forgiveness and unforgiveness. We all have experienced both these words in two ways. We have forgiven and we have been forgiven. We have had unforgiveness for someone and someone has had unforgiveness towards us. Yes, what I'm saying is we have gotten on somebody's nerve and somebody has gotten on ours. These words can change the outcome of your entire life. Forgiveness can bring peace for the body and mind. Mm -hmm. Unforgiveness can bring sickness and turmoil. Forgiveness means to excuse for a fault or offense. To stop feeling anger or resentment. And of course, unforgiveness is just the opposite. When you have unforgiveness, the two top things that exist is anger and resentment. And it can turn to hatred and malice. When you feel like this, you wish that person's you wish that person harm and not good. If something happened to them, you either would not care or your attitude would be they got what they deserve. But even Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. All throughout the Old Testament, God forgave his people that sinned against him. And we know the sacrifice of animals was how they were forgiven when they committed sin. This sacrifice lasted for a year and then it had to be repeated. We know God said in 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This applies to the people of God. So by sacrifice of animals, the action of forgiveness is given to us from God. Forgiveness is also an action on our part to forgive others. The same love that God shows to forgive us is the same love we should have to forgive others. When a fault or offense comes, 
we must be willing and ready to forgive. It means to have a state of mind of humility, ready to do those things that you did not intend to do willingly. When offense comes, you do not expect it or know it is going to happen. Before it does, we must be willing and ready to forgive. The word for and forgive is having a purpose or an action. Give means to deliver in exchange or pay. Meaning, whatever was done, whatever was said, you must be willing and you must forget it. If money was stolen, you won't get it back, but you forgive. If someone hurt you with their mouth, they can't take it back, but you forgive. If you have been done wrong, you let it go and forgive. So to forgive, you have a purpose to deliver or exchange a pardon for the action taken or done against you. Again, we don't know when an offense comes, but if and when it does, we have a mind to forgive. You say, Pastor, that's hard. To the flesh, yes, hard and impossible. But in Christ, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Let's look at John 3.16, the most uh, common quoted scripture. It says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Sacrificing animals was not what God intended. If it continued, animals would become extinct. Could you imagine with the population as it is and growing, if we had to sacrifice animals each year for our sins, by now we would be all be vegetarians. When we sin, we offend God. In order for God to forgive Without exhausting all the animals, he exchanged it by giving us his son, who gave the ultimate sacrifice of his life. His giving was an action of forgiving. When someone offends us, it is an action on our part also to forgive them. Usually, proof of forgiving someone is how we act or respond to them. Verbally, we may say, I forgive you or give them a hug. Give them an honest smile. I said honest smile. Things go back to normal. Maybe a gift is given to represent a peace offering. But God's son was our gift of forgiveness that we may obtain peace with God. What is your proof of forgiveness with someone when they offend you? You know how we do when we when offended. Some look for revenge before forgiving. Is that what you do? It means you are in need of forgiveness yourself. Two wrongs don't make a right. Look at Matthew 6, 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, 
your heavenly father will also forgive you. If we want to be forgiven, we must show the same forgiveness to someone else. Can you see the importance here? If a man commits an offense to you, forgive them. If he does something or takes something, forgive them. Jesus said, if a man sue you and take your coat, give him your cloak. It is better to give up money and property than to lose your soul for, for not forgiving. Even if you know you should be treated better or differently and you aren't, forgive them anyway. God will bless you because you have shown the love and done the right thing. Now let's further look at unforgiveness. Matthew 16, 6.15, the next verse. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you, forgive your trespasses. Bottom line, if we do not forgive them, God will not forgive us. It did not say hold a grudge and get revenge first or ask God to punish them or say, now that I see you suffered a little, I'll forgive you. What if God held a grudge and made us suffer before he forgave us? Peter asked this question in Matthew 18, 21. Then Peter came unto him, being Jesus, and said, Lord, how often? Shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? We like to put numbers on things. Don't we ask the same question to God? Lord, how many times do I have to forgive so-and-so? They just keep doing the same thing over and over. But how many times have we done the same thing to God? Over and over, again and again, against him. And we don't even repent for all of them. Listen to what Jesus said to Peter in the next verse. Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but 70 times seven. Meaning you should always be in a ready mind to forgive without grudge or vengeance. Remember what it says in Colossians 3 and 3. Forbearing one another. And forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do. Forbearing means to refrain, to be tolerant or patient. Again, in front of the word bearing is for. It means you are enduring. While enduring, we forgive. Let me say that again. While you're enduring what it is that was done to you, you are forgiving. Spouses, as hard as it may be, forgive them. Parents, forgive your children. It does not mean punishment is dropped, but forgive them. Don't think you have done nothing that needs forgiveness. Romans tells us we all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. I'm not just talking about. Having a sin nature. That we all were born in. I'm talking about committing sin in that body you were born in. If we are. Con
carnal minded, it is death. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Enmity means deep-seated or mutual hatred. This means the carnal man hates God. And God hates the carnal man. Because the carnal man is not subject to the law of God. Let me share some things that unforgiveness can do. Because of unforgiveness, you can become sick. It can eat away at you like cancer. It can cause you to be miserable, cause you to be mean. Others begin to avoid you and don't want to be around you. Take a look at 2 Timothy 2, 15 through 17. 2 Timothy 2, 15 through 17. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We know this verse very well, and we know the importance of studying the word of God. But did you know it also, it is also to improve the heart and mind. Did you know it is so you can walk upright? And discern or filter out that which tries to enter into your body and mind. Rather than be a destroyer of the hearers, become strength to their faith. Verse 16 says, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. The point is, sometimes things we think and entertain, things harbored in our mind or things we meditate on, things we hear from others, they can cause us to have feelings of unforgiveness toward people. And these thoughts can cause serious damage to our bodies if we let it. So study the word. Keeps your mind occupied from hearing vain babblings. We see this in, in the next verse. It says, And their word will eat as does a canker of whom... Is Hymenius and Philetus. A canker is a gangrene in the flesh, which the, the circulation is entirely stopped. Vain, empty, corrupt words are as gangrene. When you entertain things of the flesh, the spiritual circulation you have stops. Life as you know it can begin to decay. Bad odors take place. Spiritually, you begin to stink. Nobody wants to be around a negative person. This continues to corrupt all the flesh. It spreads more and more death till there is no life. If you continue in the things of this world, eventually you can become spiritually dead. Naturally, gangrene must be stopped by a timely application of medicine. In this case, the gangrene that settles in our spiritual life must be medicated with the medicine of the word of God. The lesson for us today is no matter who they are, friends or family, forgive them now. Whatever they have done, forgive. Don't hold a grudge. Forgive. Whatever they are about to do, forgive. Don't set out to get revenge, forgive. The Christ that is in you is forgiving. 
Pray for them that they may see and, and change. In that lies our peace. Don't let them draw you into their misery. You draw them into your peace. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hold grudges, being resent, revengeful, holding unforgiveness is not healthy for your flesh or spirit. With that, my time is up and I thank you for yours.